Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast, guys. Today, I am joined by James, Ozum, and Gareth. How are we doing, guys? Oh, good. Hello. Good, good. good. Right on. So, uh, as always, if you like the content that we're producing, make sure to leave five stars. Helps us out a lot. Um, so, let's get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about our top eight Premier League strikers currently, right now. So... Let's get right to it. So at eight, collectively, we had uh, Zaha and Ings. Um, so for that one, I've got Ings on Awesome's list. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a little bit. What, what do you got for there? You know, I he was a late addition for me. I wanted to uh, disclude him because he just hasn't been up to form recently. But, you know, he's still got six goals in the league. I think when he's formed, when he's fit, he can he can bag goals for you. And you know, I think Villa as a whole have just been struggling somewhat. But I don't know. I got a soft spot for Danny Ings. I do. I do. Even though um, for Southampton, I loved him. He just hasn't hit the heights mm-hmm. at Villa. But I still, you know, I still think that there's a quality striker there. I have this personal vendetta against Danny Ings. Because, like, uh, there was a time he went through that really bad uh, spell of form where I was like, oh, he's going to come good. He's going to come good. Like, because, like, he was great at Southampton. He never did. And then, like, I had him in my fantasy for a while, and he just kept missing chances, frustrating yeah. me. So I just turned on him. And then as soon as I turned on him, got him out my team, he scored. And then I was like, oh. No. And then, yeah. You probably then, had him at the same time, because that yeah. happened to me too. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then ever since, like, uh, I've criticized him a few times on Twitter. Every time I criticize him, he ends up scoring or something. And then you get all these <laughs> tweets being like, um, oh, this didn't age well. And it's like, it aged perfectly well. <laughs> he hasn't been good for a long time. He shouldn't be in this list. <laughs> <laughs> Democracy enough. doesn't work. Fair enough. Um, so then Zaha, I think I'm the only one that had Zaha on my list. And that is also just personal reasons. I've always liked him, love watching him play. Um, so I, I had put him at 10th on my list, which eventually led to eighth on here. Um, yeah. Just strictly just personal reasons. Don't think he's the best. I think he could be bottom of the list, but I just love mm-hmm. the guy. I love watching him play. I think he's always been consistent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like, I like Zaha a lot. I I thought the way, or at least in my head, when I was doing my list, I was going for all out and out strikers. And cause he kind yeah, of can same. play up yeah, front, same can play on the wing. I didn't include him for that reason. Um, but you know he is a forward, um, mm-hmm. and like you said, he can play up front. Um, so in that case, I probably would have um, put him in somewhere on my list, but I didn't just for that reason. But I do love Zaha. He is an Arsenal fan. If the Mudrick stuff doesn't work out, I see him as someone I'd really like to go and get um, as someone who can, can be, you know, a backup to Enketia and and Jesus or an option, not a backup, but an option in that role. And then also on the wing as well. So I do love him a lot. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so seventh, we had a three-way tie uh, with Martial, Isaac and Skamaka. We'll start with uh, who would, would you guys have? We had Skamaka. Who's, I had Skamaka eighth in my list. I put him there. He hasn't quite hit the heights for West Ham yet, although he has had a couple of really good performances. But when I watched him in Serie A last year, I was really, really impressed. I think he's someone who isn't being helped by uh, the way West Ham are playing at the moment. I think with David Moyes, when he has strikers, he kind of like wants someone who's going to work hard. I don't think he really suits David Moyes. Um, but I think, you know, um, I know a lot of Man United fans really wanted him in the summer. And if he had gone there, I think 
I think most people would have him in their list. Maybe I'd even have him higher. Um, but it's just it's one of those where it's just not quite working out. Maybe he'll get a move and prove it. But I have a lot of faith in him. Yeah, I had Skamaka at ten. I literally echo everything Gareth just said there. Yeah, I had um, so I had Isak as an honorable mention, and Skamaka fit in that category for me too. It was just that when we were talking about prem strikers, I just want to see more of them in the prem. But my mm. caveat there for Isak and Skamaka is that when they get those solid runs of form, and if they're in a team that's performing well. I don't even think they might, they won't even be a 10th in my list. I could have them like mid in that top 10s too. Cause I think yeah. their potential is really great. I just didn't have them yeah. in my 10 just yet. Yeah. I, I had them left off as well. Uh, just cause I don't think they're there yet. I think they will be. Hmm. Uh, we do this in uh, next season. I think it's very possible. It'll be up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But just right now, I don't think they're on there for me. Uh, Isak was only on James's list. Yes. Yeah. I know Alexander Isak. To me, he's not quite Harland. But he's also not quite Kane. He's kind of somewhere in between. <laughs> he's a player who yeah, he likes to have the ball at his feet, but he won't drop deep. He won't drop deep to like that extreme level that Harry Kane will. Um, and as the same at the same time, he's not a finishing freak like Haaland is. But he holds like the similar physical attributes. Um, he's really, really good at those like deceiving runs into the box that kind of like yeah. fool the defenders. And I really like that about him. Good finisher as against Liverpool. He's got he's got two absolutely wonderful goals. One was disallowed. Um, he just has all the tools for a strike, and I really rate him. Yeah, he is good. He just his goal scoring records, like over his career so far, haven't been that good. And I'm waiting for yeah. him to explode because, like you said, he's got all the tools. It's just one of those things where, at some point, and when he moved to Newcastle, I thought, and then he obviously had that game against Liverpool, as you mentioned. I thought, oh, maybe this is his time to explode. And then he got the injury, and it was kind of like, oh, okay. But it, it easily could happen. Arsenal were linked with him um last January and when I was looking at I was so I watched a lot of him um when those like because those rumors were happening I was getting myself really excited um and yeah the the way you said like somewhere between Harlan and Kane for me he just kind of came across kind of almost like Thierry Henry-esque in a lot yeah. of ways yep but without yeah, that struggling. yeah but without that finishing ability yeah. he's just not as clinical um so if he can get that like he could easily be top three i think i think his potential is so high well yeah i originally had him at number 10 on my list and he was one that i dropped out just because i was like am i really just for prem you know i need to see more mm. of him but like i watched so much of him in la liga and i i love him you know i like that he's very versatile he likes to drift out wide into those channels you yes. know and then he can super super skilled dribbler um you know i think towards the end of his um la liga career he was a bit way slow in front of goal but then that mm. game match against liverpool it's like maybe he just needed a change of scenery he needed a change of pace. i think he wanted and to super, leave yeah I yeah think he just yep. wasn't and i'm playing anymore and for sweden as well you know he he looks to be just like a, mm. a a big presence you know he's a nuisance he's always you know pestering center backs taking the ball into tight spaces and finding his way out of them so I, yeah again when he gets a consistent run in the league especially on this newcastle team i think we can see someone who who starts to light up the league for sure he, yeah. He's also one of those players, like when he gets to his peak years, Newcastle could be like a consistent top four side and yeah. I could benefit him big time. He could be the star. Man. Oh yeah. He could be the star man. Yeah, no, that's all very fair. I was, uh, I was watching him play today in the FA cup. Um, and I had him at 10th and then, it, yeah, he just, <laughs> as you guys said, he wasn't, he's lacking that clinical finishing ability. Um, yeah, I yeah. just kind of watched him miss a few of those chances. And I was like, ah, we'll, we'll switch him out. <laughs> Essentially that's what it came down to. 
So uh, from there, we're going to move on to six. Tied, we've got uh, Wilson, Colin Wilson, and Firmino. I have that Firmino was left off of your yours, James, and Gareth's list. Yeah. Why? I'll let James go first as the Liverpool fan. He, he just does it. What he used to offer, like 2017-18, he was like the best at it in the world. Now he's just fine at everything. He's hit a purple patch of goal scoring form, especially at the start of the season, but he's just not an incredible goal scorer. He's not incredibly strong. He's not a phenomenal passer. He still finds the space quite well. He still links up Liverpool's play quite well, but he's not our, he's not our starter. I just can't have him in the top 10, to be honest, for, that, for those reasons. Yeah, I, I echo that. And also, yeah. like, I think his form has dropped significantly. Even earlier in the season when he was scoring more, it was nowhere near what Firmino used to be. Um, yeah. And I think people kind of were like, oh, Firmino's back. And I think a lot of Liverpool fans got very excited because form or well, results weren't necessarily going their way. And this is one of their kind of bright sparks. But I was watching him and I was like, he's not that good. He's He was scoring the chances, um, but that was something that like Firmino always has like those hot patches where he scores. But like when he wasn't scoring previously, he would be so involved in all the rest of the play. Whereas now he can still, he's still good. He can still do a lot but he's just nowhere near what he was. He used to be one of my favorite players. I did consider putting him in around that, you know, 10th spot. And, you know, some of the people I've got in there, or one of them in particular, maybe is over Firmino on a partially biased position. But when I thought about it and I was like, would I swap him for Nketiah? I wouldn't. <laughs> not not just because of age, but I just think Nketiah offers a lot of what Firmino used to in terms of that, uh, you know, all that, all that play around the goals and then also I think is more of a clinical goal scorer these days but yeah I, I do love Firmino though Firmino's just a fine footballer sure. yeah I had him in my uh-huh. list and it was mainly based on sort of a reputation you know that's what mm. I was kind of thinking where I'm yeah. like you know going based on his previous body of work and the fact that obviously he's had injury issues this season but Liverpool as a whole have seemingly dropped off in sort of their play and their intensity so I thought that maybe that's a you know byproduct of that and I would love to see him maybe in a different system as well in the league I think that Liverpool his starting days at Liverpool are probably over but you know it was just based on reputation and the fact that I think he could have something to offer in a Premier League team Mm -hmm. if he moves somewhere else but that's why I had him in but yeah yeah going sorry I'd love to see him in like Serie A or La Liga or something. Yes. A slightly slower league I think would really really benefit him I just think the pace of the Premier League right now like I said, he could definitely offer something to uh, a team a little bit further down the table. Um, but I think he could also equally go to like a quite a big club. If he could go to like a Roma or something, or he could go to, you know, Valencia pick up their form or something. Like he could go to one of these teams and help elevate them. Um, I, I do think he's still got a lot of ability. I just think in the Premier League, it's such a tough one to like keep up with the pace and, you know, physicality of the game. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think that his, his days at the top of the Premier League and with Liverpool are coming closer to an end. I think he would be good at a uh, yeah. slower start. Azam, I'm curious, wh- where did you have him on your list? I actually had him seventh. Yeah, I put him I put him up above a few. But again, it was just based on reputation, not mm-hmm. his like current form. But that was kind of where I was going with this list is like, how do I do? It's why like players like Isak, you know, or Skamaka didn't make my list based on, you know, someone like Firmino. It wasn't just like this, this snapshot, but sort of like their body of work combined with where they're at. It was a bit of a mix there. So 
him being that uh, further up was more about his body of work than you know his his current level yeah for that i i had him at seventh as well um and strictly because of that i think because he's shown what he's capable of um whether he's performing to that or not it's i'd say reputation is probably the best way to describe it mm, um and yeah. that little little patch of goals at the beginning of the season kind of definitely had an influence on that and he was able to perform um but yeah he's definitely not where he was mm -hmm. um so moving on at fifth we had a tie between nunez and alvarez uh we're gonna start with nunez here um it i'll be honest i left him off my list uh, and he was very low on azam um and yeah obviously james and gareth you guys had him on there i'm gonna start with mine uh i left him off my list partially it's like he he's a great player you know he's getting into the spots he's creating these chances but he just cannot finish them i i like i cannot tell the amount of times that like he should have a clear and open goal mm. and it's just not there and i'm like i'm sure that'll come that'll come with time and he'll get that and i, I mean i sure hope it does from my fantasy team for sure um <laughs> me too <laughs> but it's just it's it's not happening um and there, I think just part of there was so much hype around him and everything. And he was just such, he's such a great player right off the bat. And we just haven't seen that. Um, so I just kind of left him off my list. And once he shows that, I'm sure he'll jump way up there, probably like fifth, fourth, maybe even third. But until we see that, I'm like, I don't know. I just can't put him on my list, I think. Yeah, for me, if I want to speak to that, I had him. I actually moved him down a couple pegs just because, again, it's like the way I was rating my list is uh, – Based on potential, I think Nunez, like you said, will will go up there. I actually do not believe that he's a poor striker. I don't really believe in like the the hate he's getting right now, particularly. I just also like him. I like him a bit more like off the left almost, where he's got space to sort of run into. So that's where I'm like, you know, when I'm doing this a striker position, it was sort of like a compromise where I was like, you know, I would almost want to put him as a winger. But you know, even without his finishing, he's just he's contributing to the game in a lot of different ways. I think creatively, he's actually a bit underrated. Just the attention he draws and his ability to stretch the lines. But mm -hmm. again, I think in time, he's on my list. But um, I originally had him at eighth, then I moved him down to ninth. But I think I think like I said, when he hits form, whether I want to classify him as a striker or a winger or whatever, he'll be he'll be much much higher when he hits his goal scoring form. I should say. Yeah, I mean a lot a lot of um fans specifically Chelsea fans will compare him to Timo Werner mm. and only Timo Werner because that's kind of like the only example that they can give um yeah. it's not uncommon for players to start poorly like yeah I mean Drog Drogba didn't start great from a goal Thierry mm. Henry was I think it was considered a flop when he first signed if that's correct mm -hmm. yeah. Suarez as well he started he started fine yeah it happens you know oh yeah, yeah. he's still 23 I think with Nunez as yeah. well people like I remember when Liverpool signed him people were like he overperformed his XG loads last season. You know, he doesn't actually create that many chances. And I was like, nah, because I've been watching Nunez for quite a while. I really like him. I w really wanted him at Napoli because he just reminded me of that Cavani type. And I was just like, my nostalgia for Cavani at Napoli was just like, really wanted that to happen. Um, and I really like Benfica as well. So I watched a fair amount of them and I watched him and I was like, nah, he creates a lot of chances like for himself. Oh, yeah and stuff um anyway it's funny how there are, it's flipped now because he's yeah. underperforming his xg people were saying like you know he, he you know you can't overperform your xg forever which is true but now he's underperforming it and it's like it went from yes he's a clinical finisher but he doesn't get as many chances as he gets goals and now it's the, the narrative's kind of flipped 
it just shows to me that like he's an inconsistent finisher. There will be times where he will be absolutely smashing it. And there will be times like now where he's underperforming it a little bit. But the one thing you can always count on with Darwin Nunez is that he will create himself chances. And when you've got a chance, you've got a chance. You know, I did put him at seventh on my list. Um, I did consider putting him higher. But to be honest, the names I've got above him, I think, are more clinical finishers. And I think, Asim, you... Um, correctly pointed out he is quite underrated in his all-round play especially his creativity and stuff like that but I just still don't think he offers as much as the, as the players I've got above him um yeah and for that reason I had him at seventh but you know there's every player I've got above him is a top top class player so yeah I don't think it's I don't think it's any disrespect to him really I just think it, when he hits form maybe it'll be easier for me to justify putting him higher but for now i think yeah we'll just have to wait and see because i think that explosion is kind of inevitable with him yeah oh yeah definitely and, and part of this is just because he came in with holland like yeah. there would not be like if he didn't come in with holland and holland wasn't performing so well mm. there wouldn't quite be as much hate around him and there would be this discussion but just since this was supposed to be like the great the great battle between the two of them and one of them is not there at all yeah it's yeah and like, that price tag too that price tag course, but yeah, yeah, price i, I tag, always yeah. hate those narratives too because it's like it's, he didn't choose his price tag you know he's just coming in there to play and the fact that Perfect. he is still creating this many chances in my opinion for himself when you can clearly see he's low on confidence in terms of like once he gets in front of net to me is just you know proof that he will explode eventually because even at his lowest confidence level he is mm. still creating chances for himself. You know, once that ball hits the back of the net, like it, you know, it has against Wolves today, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. 65 million pounds. You're paying for what? Eight, nine years of service as well. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not that ridiculous. If, if right. he has a poor season this season and then explodes for the next five, like it's not the end of the world, is it? No right. one will talk about oh, it. No. Yeah. If, if, yeah, he, if he fails the... over those years, then we can talk about flop. Yeah, definitely. Not yet. Yeah. That's a later discussion. Mm, James exactly. is Liverpool plan. Where did where did you have him? Uh, I had Nunes at fifth, but that was more for potential. To be fair, mm-hmm. yeah, fair. All right, so we're gonna move on from there. At uh, fourth, collectively, we oh wait, no, no, we we're gonna talk about Alvarez. Yeah, we had. That's my bad. My bad. Yeah, I All forgot right, so about Alvarez. Alvarez. I feel Julian. bad. All right, so <laughs> Alvarez, I think that me and James both left him off. Uh, Azam and Gareth, I want to hear where you guys had him first, and then me and James will talk. I had him fifth. I had him high, right in the middle, just because one, I mean, it's one based off potential, but I don't even think it's based off potential anymore. When he gets on the field, he looks phenomenal. Um, Mm. You know, he's a super clinical finisher. He's incredibly confident. His work rate is immense at the striker Mm. position. So good in tight spaces. I watched him a lot of river plate as well. Uh, You know, great with both of his feet. I think he's just a phenom, you know, he's, uh, he's someone that like you can put him on potential, but even then, like I'm, underrating him, I think he'll be right at the top eventually so but right now fifth and that may seem a little high but but I firmly believe in it question where, where do you see Alvarez then like because he's not obviously not going to get ahead of Haaland yeah yeah that's the interesting thing too you know with Holland in there you know I don't know with Pep maybe he decides one day to start playing you know two up front Alvarez can play off the left as well you know he's a pretty versatile player so that is the interesting aspect is how many minutes does he get in this Man City team because I like him as a center forward but again, I think he can play, he can plug into different areas as well. And he can even play sort of that second striker role. He's just incredibly, incredibly versatile. Yeah. And uh, Pep loves to rotate as well. So, you know, he'll, he'll get his minutes. And it seems like he's getting run outs in the Champions League as well, where he's been performing very well. So, mm-hmm. 
that that but yeah that's a good question for sure yeah i also had him in fifth i think he's an unbelievable player i actually had him above number six so i think we'll probably be speaking about soon gabriel jesus um who obviously city have kind of replaced him with um and obviously jesus plays for my team arsenal but i i think when i look at when i've seen uh alvarez play Asim's perfectly summed it up. His work rate is so, so good. Um, his link-up play is fairly underrated, I think. I think people just kind of see him as this poacher who works a bit hard. Um, uh, but yeah, when, when I've watched him play, I think he will get to the point where his all-round game is phenomenal. Um, and I think he could even surpass someone like Sergio Aguero, which is quite a big shout. It's a prediction for what he could do. Um, but yeah, I think he'll have this time learning under Pep for a few years without that pressure. And then I think inevitably Haaland will leave for a Real Madrid at some point, or it's a club like that. I do think that will happen. And then Alvarez is right there and I expect him to explode. But even now, like I look at him and I think it's kind of unfortunate that he's a backup because I'd love to be seeing him play every single week. But yeah, I think he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think the business City did to, sell Gabriel Jesus for 50 odd million and then bring Alvarez in for what was it like 18 or something. Um, it's just, you know, very, very forward thinking, very intelligent. And it gives them, I think as well, when you compare him up against Jesus, I think Jesus, you know, he works very hard as well and he drops in. I think his link up plays a little bit better, his dribbling and things like that are a lot better, but I think Alvarez is a lot more clinical also works. Oh, hard, yeah. And I think, in terms of their ceilings, I think Alvarez is so much higher. And in terms of who I want right now, I kind of wish we'd just got gone and got Alvarez in January. And I think yeah. we'd be top four now. And I think <laughs> we'd be flying in the league this season as well. So, yeah. You've got Nketiah. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my you know, I, I will say, I, I think I did Alvarez an injustice by not including him on my list. Um, I just I, I should have been on there. It's easy to overlook Pardon? because he's not starting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's exactly it, what went on. Yeah, yeah when just, I put him on my list, I was very bad. curious to see. I thought, like, you know, just because he's not, you know, in the four of your mind, that that mm. might happen as well. Because yeah, it's it's very natural. I, I had Rodrigo in my top ten. I didn't put in Alvarez, but then Rodrigo <laughs> scored ten goals a season. So I did. It's yeah. been good. It's been good. Yeah, I um, Alvarez, I definitely should have been there. I just like I, he's not there. I don't see him starting. It's just I, you know, it just doesn't go mm. hand in hand. So I just left him off. He's overshadowed. But James, yeah. what's your reasoning for leaving him off? Uh, I forgot it. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I'm with you on that one. All right. So we're going to move on from there. So fourth, collectively, we got Gabriel Jesus. Oh, no. I went with um, Mitrovic. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just like the total list. So, yeah, that's where we had him. Where was uh, your right, okay, I got you. Where would you guys have Jesus is what I was going to ask with that. Go ahead then, James. Uh, I had him at sixth. So I had him so- at fourth. Yeah, he's in that area, isn't he? He's like mid, Mm -hmm. middle of the ground. He's like an incredibly complete forward. Someone who I think physically is quite strong, quite underrated his strength, to be honest. He uses his body really, really well. One game that stands out is that Bournemouth game um, Mm. away from home. He was phenomenal that game. You just get the ball, shrug the defender off, no problem, great goal, bang, you're all good. Um, He's just not a lethal striker, though. That's kind Mm. of my issue with him. Yeah, he's got the all-round game down to a T. But when you get to that that inside the 18-yard box, they're all just better. Mm. And I think there are players who will get into the box more than him anyway. Mm. Um, but he's playing his role perfectly for Arsenal. Arsenal top of the league. You know, he's a big reason for it. 
Um, and I kind of do feel a little bit bad for him at sixth, but I just think there are better strikers. Yeah, I had I had, I had him in sixth as well for very similar reasons. I just think when it comes to being a striker, you've got to consider more than just the goal scoring, but ultimately that is the number one thing you look for in a forward. And yeah, there are just times where I think um, it's not just that, you know, like when what I was saying earlier with Firmino, when he was at his best, it didn't matter what he did because he was so involved. Gabriel Jesus is very similar to that. But I just think also there are times where he's so wasteful in front of goal as well. Um, he'll get a chance and kind of like a Nunez, not quite to the same extent, but sometimes it is really frustrating. Um, whereas I look at some of the guys I put above him, there's two which I think are undeniable. Alvarez, as I said, and then there's two more which I think are very debatable. But when it came down to it, I think they still contribute to the all-round game, but they're much, much more clinical um, and that's the reason I had him in sixth. I think if he could do that, if he could just, you know, score those extra somewhere between five and 10 goals a season, um, you know, I'd be arguably putting him in his set in second. Um, you know, I think there'll be a debate to have with who I think most people have had in number two. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. When I sat down with Jesus, it was like a, it was like an enigma for me. I didn't know where to put, I knew he was in that range, but just his lack mm. of goal scoring made me wonder, but I mean, I just love, like you said, his contributions to the overall game. I love the way he uses his body, the way he rolls defenders. And, you know, he's a very intelligent player. My big beef with him finishing wise is I think sometimes once he gets in that space, he kind of just puts his foot through it. Whereas a lot of other strikers on this list will sort of have that calm and pick the corner and whatnot. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if Arteta can tell him to calm down. I don't know if that can be improved at this point in his career, but um, he's still just a phenomenally talented player, which is why I had him at fourth, but I'll, I'll be honest. I moved him around a lot between that fourth, fifth and sixth place. And I kind of settled on fourth just because I think he has improved Arsenal a lot. And you can just see his undeniable talent with the ball at his feet and just his intelligence on the field as well. Yeah. I am curious to see how he'll come back from injury. Uh, I think, mm. yeah, I don't know if it'll affect negatively or anything, but uh, it's everybody's always just slightly different coming back. So We'll yeah. have to see with that. I I will say I had him lowest out of everybody here. I had him at eighth, and that's definitely an injustice. And I think the whole goal scoring thing played something with that in my mind. Um, but I just had him down there and then injury, and I think that just lowered him in my mind. But I'd love to watch him. He's a great player all around on the ball, just phenomenal. I would like to see him score more goals. Um, but I, I definitely should have put him higher. I think that sixth place should have been replaced with him. Mm. Um, so that was fourth right that was that was for fourth. fourth so, so then, we've got three spots left interesting three spots one of them is a tie so four players oh, okay. left the sure. tie. in third uh we have Mitrovic um where you guys got him I had Mitrovic in fourth um yeah I think he's I think I thought for a long time he's he, like before this season he was very underrated. He had that season where he started really well in the Premier League and then it all just fell off. It kind of fell apart for him. I think part of that was management and part of that was down to his temperament as well, which is something which I think you could uh, take against him. Um, I think sometimes it's not just it's not just that he might get sent off or whatever. It's, I think the way his attitude can impact on his team, I've seen at times can be quite negative. But I think he has matured quite a lot in these last couple of years. Um, I think he's realized a lot of that. When I watch him at international level as well, he's like a different 
beast or he a different beast to what we had seen in previous years then he had that year in the championship and now he's having this phenomenal season and I think that's been enough to really convince me that he's right up there I think his all-round game is decent as well um it's not quite as good as Ivan Tony, who I had in third um and for and for that reason as well um but I think it's still very very good and good enough to the point where I was like I can justify putting him over Gabriel Jesus, who is much better in that aspect because he's much better in front of goal. Um, yeah, I love Mitrovic. Uh, I think he's just such a... <laughs> he's the kind of proper old-school striker. Um, he's got a very, very entertaining to watch, I think, when he's when he's on top form. Um, he would just bully defenders, and it's, it's, it's beautiful to see when he's at his best. Um, I think if he was at a top club we could see like something really, really special. And, you know, again, he could be one of these players who, if he has the right run of form, people may be put in even higher spots or at least are debating yeah. in those spots as well. No, I agree. I love the energy he brings. It is mm. just, it's, it's ecstatic. It's very contagious. And just, you see him score a goal and he's just, he's so <laughs> excited. I just, I love that. I love that yeah. about him. He's very fun to watch. I think he's a great player. I had him in the fourth spot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fourth yeah. for me as well. Fourth, I had him at sixth only because for me, I love Mitrovic. I think he's a phenomenal scorer. And I again, I was toying. It was my fourth, fifth, and sixth was Jesus Alvarez Mitrovic. And to me, they were all like it was again. Just I didn't know mm-hmm. where I wanted to put them. The only reason I had him at six is just because I think all the strikers I had above of him are just a bit more mobile. I think which I really value in a striker. You know, Mitrovic is he's he's this big lumbering striker who's going to put his body into you. But then I, someone like Ivan Tony, I think can do that as well. But I just like Ivan Tony's a bit mobility and his, his ability in tight spaces. Sometimes it looks like Mitrovic is moving in slow motion, but he still gets <laughs> it all done. Um, but yeah, that that was just my reason for putting him a bit below. But again, I I, I toyed with that a lot. And that's kind of where I ended up with. So then in that second place, we had Ivan Tony. Um, so what makes him that step above Mitrovic? I think it is. Just yeah, I think it is what Asim just said. I think it's, yeah. he's just that little bit more mobile. He, um, I think also, as I said earlier, I think he's a little bit more creative. He can bring others into Definitely. play a little bit better. Maybe that's just, you know, the teams I've seen him play for maybe the players he's got around him and stuff, uh, having someone like Mbuemo around you rather than uh, that. Uh, he used to be Bobby Reed, but now he's got another name in there. I can't remember what it is. You know the, yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, I think I do like him as well. I think he's a good player, but um, I think Mbuemo is just a, maybe an easier player. So maybe that's part of it. But generally speaking, I do just think Ivan Tony's got that little bit more to his game. Yeah, I think he's got a couple more goals this season as well. If I if I'm yeah, I think remembering correctly, um, so on form as well, I think that was something that came into it for me. Um, yeah, I love Ivan Tony. I think he's also potentially got a little a little bit more potential to go into. Gareth, I think you said it well earlier about Mitrovic. You said that he's a little bit more old school. Um, mm. and I think at this point, when it comes to the debate between him and Ivan Tony. I think it comes at more of a disadvantage for him, yeah. where he's slightly more old school and he's not as creative on the ball. And he just, Ivan Tony just has a little yeah. bit more edge to him, I'd say. If you're Man United and you're looking and you're looking for a striker, ignoring the Tony's betting stuff, those are two great options for you. But I would favor 
uh, Tony, just for that exact reason. He's a little bit more of that modern striker, um, which I think someone like a Ten Hag would love or any elite level manager would love. Yeah, I think you said it right. It was for me, like thinking about them and looking at their play style, I just see Tony's play style transitioning better to the highest, highest level for those top He's a much more modern footballer. So before we move into that first place spot, are there anybody that you guys had on your list that was left out of our collective list that you think deserves a spot in there? Eddie and Ketia. (laughs) I put him in ninth. I put him above Callum Wilson. um, Because, you know, I just thought, well, actually, my reasoning for it was, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I don't want to take a player's fitness and use it against them. But when you're so injury prone, like Callum Wilson is, if I'm looking at a player to sign, I wouldn't sign him over Nketiah for that reason. I also just think um, Nketiah offers a bit more work rate. I think um, his play creatively bringing others into play is that little bit better. Wilson, maybe a bit of a better goal scorer. We've never really seen Nketiah have a proper run of form, so it's hard to really judge. But yeah, I think if Nketiah was at Newcastle, I think he'd force himself, well, assuming, you know, we don't know what's going on with Isak, but let's put it him against Wilson. This is how I thought it. I think he would force that spot away from Wilson personally. So it's kind of maybe a bit of bias because I am an Arsenal fan, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to give him a little shout out because I think he is one of the most underrated strikers uh, in the league. He probably isn't in this list, but I just forced him in there for just... To, I, just I, I think he's quality. I do think he's quality. I don't think he is on the list, but I do yeah. agree that he's a quality striker. Um, I mean, what you mentioned there was, did we talk about Calum Wilson? Because I had him on my list too, but he was towards the bottom. Just like I said, I think he he runs the channels really well. He's very clinical. But mm-hmm. again, that his injury record is holding him back from being potentially, you know, challenging with other players higher up on this list. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also had Rodrigo in this list, the uh, lead striker. Yes. Again, this is solely for form. Um, he scored 10, 10 league goals a season and he's 31 years of age. It's only the third time he's ever done it. So this, this is not some dude who scores loads of goals all the time. So I had to have him low. Um, the good thing about him at the O, he scores all types of goals. He's not just a poacher. He can score from long range. He can score and he can score from headers and he can score these poachers goals. He's just a very good forward, good technical footballer. I quite yeah. like him. He's played on yeah. the wing a lot as well, hasn't he? Which is why, yeah. mm-hmm. partially yep. why he's not always scored as many. I remember he had that one amazing season at Valencia. Uh, well, he had a couple of like good ones. We had that one where he really stood out and was linked with a bunch of clubs, but never left and then eventually joined Leeds a few years later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I consider him too. Uh, I consider him too. I just think he's like kind of, I always thought of him as like sort of a second striker at some times too, like a support. Whereas like, you know, I was kind of thinking about number nines. Uh, someone I wanted to ask you guys about because it was very similar and where I didn't know how to classify him, but I do really like him, even though he's an unpopular figure to some people, is Diogo Jota. I think uh, yeah, when yeah. he gets I was a, thinking about that as well. Yeah, when he gets a consistent run of form or, you know, starting, he he's a goal scorer. People don't realize mm-hmm. that when he's on the field, he's mm-hmm. going to get you goals. Uh, he's got a little bit of that uh, Jesus uh, thing where when he gets in, he kind of just hits it instead of yeah. picking a spot. But but I feel like he's got a bit more success with just hitting it, you know, and uh, very, very versatile, very intelligent movement. And so he was someone that I, I really thought about putting him on this list as well. But I just didn't know where I considered him positionally. Yeah, yeah neither, do I, neither do I. I. I think Jot is one of the most clinical finishers in the league, personally. Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of those players, he, he comes on and he always seems, to, just always seems to get a goal. Never really gets yep. braces, we'll just get a goal, which is yeah. fine. Um, he had but, that 
been injured for so long, what it feels like. So, yeah, he had that poor spell of form towards the end of last season after yeah. he had like a ridiculous spell of form. And a lot of people kind of, especially because a lot of people love to hate on Liverpool, kind of just decided that he was like this terrible finisher, which, yeah, like I said, I, I really disagree with. I think he can actually be very clinical at times. But like Asim said, it, it is sometimes just a, a hit and hope. And sometimes they go wide. And I think those yeah. stick in people's memories. And then sometimes, but a lot of the time they do go in. I would consider him a little bit more of a winger just because I think he's played more yeah. of his football there. I yeah. I also consider Richarlison more as a winger just because when I looked at his career, he's played a little bit more on the wing than he has played up front. But it's kind of, it's almost half and half with him. And obviously he plays up front for Brazil as well. So I was really considering putting him in, but because I didn't put Jota in for the same reason, I just left him out. But if I had had him on there, I would have him above Enketia. I'd probably have him above Skamaka just for now, even though I think Skamaka has a higher ceiling. Fair, fair. Yeah, back to Rodrigo real quick. I was going to say I agree with you, James, on that. I do have Rodrigo on my list because what he doing, he's doing is incredible. Um, I had him low, um, but just because he's fifth in the league in goals scored, I think I had to include him in there. Hmm. Um, so we got no more on that. Uh, we'll move on to our number one spots. I think that we were split half and half. Um, so I'd like to know who you guys each had in first. I had Haaland because um, I'm not an idiot. Um, <laughs> I had Haaland yeah. as well. I, I want to see Kane. Harry oh. Kane. He's one of our own. Christ. I, I was tempted to put Ivan Tony ahead of Kane. <laughs> for me most, most overrated I, I, player i've ever seen in my life right zero trophies no 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 in all seriousness he is a fantastic player um obviously as an arsenal fan uh i like to joke and it, like like james was saying zero trophies a lot of goals none of it's never meant anything yeah. but for uh <laughs> in it on a more serious note um unbelievable finisher um, doesn't always get in the box as much as he used to, but his all-round creative play is just unbelievable. And for that reason, I can see why some people would have him ahead of Haaland, but I just think Haaland's so ruthless, and that's why I put him at number one. But I'll let the the Kane sympathisers um, explain themselves before it's, we you know, crucify it, it's them. It's basically a case of what type of striker do you prefer? Do you prefer mm-hmm. someone who just sits in the box like a Haaland, or do you prefer someone who gets involved in the play way more like Harry Kane? I and- prefer one who's going to win the league. <laughs> I mean, one place for Tottenham, one place for Man City. I think if yeah, that yeah. guy who played for Tottenham played for Man City, he would win the league. Haaland would win. No, he wouldn't. It's Tottenham. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Harry Kane, his creative ability is second to none. Um, he hasn't. Had, he hasn't had as many assists this season. I think he's only on three. Ah, so not. So not second to none. However, <laughs> that responsibility has kind of worn off, considering the considering they bought in Kulusevski. You know, he carries mm-hmm. that burden a lot more now. And, and players like Son have not been finished into their usual standard. Exactly. It, it kind of makes sense. Mm. Um, but last season, double digits for goals and assists, probably the same season before that and the season before that, just a quality footballer. And he still gets a lot of goals. He's six behind Haaland. But if Harry Kane was top scorer this season on 15 goals, that would be seen, that would be seen as incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he's having yeah. an un- unbelievable season, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of where where I had it too. And I just try to stay consistent with my logic for the rest of the list, which is, you know, 
reputation as well as current form. And I mean, Kane's reputation in terms of goal scoring in the Premier League is, you know, it's it's second to none. He could probably end up being the top scorer of the Premier League when it's all said and done. Again, and li- he's, literally, it's not second to none, but there you go. Yeah, true, 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 true. true. Second to Alan Shearer, <laughs> Thierry Henry, and well, he's yeah. what? The sixth or yeah. seventh on those. Uh, but Harlem his, his, top, his, his story is in three yet. seasons anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but again, like again, how I didn't have Isak and Skamaka, I think Holland, you know, he's had a phenomenal start to the season, but he does play for Manchester City. And I think he will end up being, you know, above him. He could very well be. But Kane's season this year, 15 goals for this dire Tottenham team as well. They are. Mm-hmm. They are not fun to watch. They are not creative. They are not. And he's still just eking out results for them a lot of times. And getting 15 goals on that team to me is just so, so impressive. It's arguably a little less impressive than Holland, but it's very close to what Holland's done this Mm. season, in my opinion, to get 15 goals on that Tottenham team. So I just kept his reputation and the fact that he is still performing to the highest level as we speak. He he gets first for me now, how long he keeps first. Mm. I don't know. And it was sort of like a one, a one B thing too, because the same way James said, it's what you prefer in a striker. You know, Holland is this madman. Uh, who will, wants to leave, you know, with a goal or die trying. And Kane is someone who sort of picks and chooses his moments, but still gets those goals and gets those good numbers. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I was going back and forth between Holland and Kane on this. I couldn't really tell, but I think I went with Holland just because of what he's doing and just how incredible it is. Kane does have that reputation. He's consistent, just consistently so good. Um I think he contributes a little bit more to the team outside of just scoring goals. Um, but what Holland's doing, I think, is just the way he set off and just got right to it and just shot right into the league and just made his name. I think that's very impressive. And I, I that's why I put him at first. Because currently, right now, if I look at it, I think he is the best striker right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think there are fair arguments either way. And when I was... Uh, write my list I immediately wrote in Erling Haaland just off like the top of my head just being like well he's in there he's number one and then when it came to Harry Kane I was like I did have to have that debate in my head and there was part of me where I was just like I'm not going to put him number one because I'm an Arsenal fan but (laughs) I do I do see the debate when I take my bias away from it um I I think if I was looking again at who I want to buy I would prefer Haaland um and I think you know, everyone talks about he's just this in-the-box poacher, but I think what he does bring actually is very underrated, like, outside of that. And the way he drags defenders away and makes space for the rest of the team, I think, is very underrated. Um, and sometimes I think, if we, if I'm going to be a bit harsh on Kane, I think sometimes he can be a bit absent, um, especially in that, like, mm-hmm. in-the-box or whatever, because he drops so deep. And as much as his creativity is a massive plus to his game, at times it can be a letdown. I think also in those really big occasions as well, he's someone who's just not convinced me. So those are the things where when I did look at it a bit more, um, <laughs> taking my bias away from it, those are the things where I was like, yeah. And whereas when I think about Haaland in those situations, even though, you know, he's not necessarily been in loads of cup finals or whatever, um, but I think he'll be an absolute robot as he is in every other situation. Um, and I think come the end of their career, obviously we, we're doing it now, but come the end of their career, I think us Premier League fans will remember Kane as an unbelievable player, but I think the world, there will be no conversation to be had between them. But it doesn't mean that we can't have one right now, you know? 
I do think there is a fair debate. I, I do want to give Kane his credit. I do love Harry Kane as a guy as well. I think he's a really, really um, admirable human being. Um, and I think he's a really good role model for a lot of young kids as well. I think you said it perfectly there too. Like we can have the debate now. I do think in the mm. future, the debate will be harder. Yeah. But as of right now, I think, yeah. you know, I think it's yeah. a very worthy debate. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, any final thoughts from you guys? Ivan Tony uh, should start or... for Harry, uh, over Harry Kane for England. But you know. <laughs> my final Brennan thoughts are: Kalechi Iheanacho needs to play more. Yeah, yeah. Scored again today, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Very good player. Right Jamie on. Vardy as well. We didn't we didn't mention. I think if this was mm-hmm. like last, he had a very good season last season. Yeah. He actually had um, the same amount of non-penalty goals as Cristiano Ronaldo, who was being massively overrated contributes a lot more to the game than Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of his pressing. I think his injury problems have kind of caught up to him. Um, and this season, I don't think he's been as good, obviously, but again, hasn't played all that much. But he's someone I wanted to give a shout to as well, because over the years, in recent years, he's just been, you know, unbelievable and probably should be in here for, if I was doing it based off like reputation and stuff, because I, I think he still could do it when he's fully fit and given a run of games. But yeah, no, is what it is ultimately. At the, at the, it's a ruthless game. All right. Well, that concludes it. Thank you for joining us, guys. Uh, be sure to check back in for another episode coming up soon. Thank you. Peace.